Welcome, 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 welcome back to Locked On 76ers. I'm your co-host Keith Pompey with my man Divine Givens. What's up, D? How you doing? What's going on, Keith? All is good, man. Getting ready for this big game tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, exactly. And you know what, y'all? I want to thank y'all for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Now, D, so this is what I want to talk about. The Cleveland game is big, but I, I guess the story in Philadelphia is Tobias Harris. So I would like to yeah. use two segments talking about Tobias Harris. The first one is, yep. what can they do to get Tobias going, right? The Sixers. The second segment is it important for Tobias? Is it important right now uh, for Tobias Harris to get going? Like, is it you know important that he's you know it doesn't mean a lot that he's not? And then the third segment, you know, um, in this game against Cleveland, um, the beard James Harden can pull into third place in all-time three-pointers. And I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about this. But, Absolutely. You know, but, hey, for a lot of y'all who don't know, you know I'm Keith Pompey. I'm, I'm, I'm the 76ers beat writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer. My man D does a lot of stuff with the Sixers and other things of 97.5. So, you know, if y'all want to come somewhere and get the real what's going on with the team and what's going on in the city, this is the podcast for you. Am I right, D? This is the place for you. All the experience that you've had, the experience I've had being around the team, the organization, trying to build relationships and be fair, but also understanding what's going on when things need to be said about this basketball team. This is the place to be. And this is, if not, the, the arguably the most talked about team right now in the NBA. So if you want to find out what's really going on, with the Philadelphia 76ers, you should be locked in on Locked In 76ers. Exactly. Now, here's the thing. We got to talk about Tobias. D, what does he have to do to get out of this little rut that he's in? Well, Keith, for me, the one thing, coming in, you know he's a scorer, a professional scorer in the sense of you know he can get you 18 to 20 points a night. And James Harden was introduced to us, the local media, and, and the fans. The one thing that he spoke about was Tobias Harris, he knows, can play. He knows that he can get him 18, as he, as we said, points a game. And that's right around his average, 18.7 rebounds. That's what he's done all season long. And also Harden pointed out that he, as the point guard, needs to also take it upon himself to get him those buckets. Now, I thought through the first three games, Keith, specifically against Minnesota and the first game against New York on Sunday, I thought Tobias Harris had good looks. They just didn't fall. And we've seen that from time to time, even when Ben Simmons was here, that he would get good looks. They just would not drop. And that's okay, as long as he is looking for the shots. But the one problem that I had with him on Wednesday night against the New York Knicks in their win, 123-108, was that he seemed like going back to what Doc Rivers said a season ago, and of course having him in Los Angeles for all those years, he likes for him to make those quick decisions, catch and go. And he seems like he's thinking too much. If, if, he's, if he's not getting enough touches and, and a certain span of, of time that he's out there on the floor while the offense is flowing through Joel Embiid, James Harden, and even Tyrese Maxey, 
he seems to get in a little bit of a rut where he's trying to think too much and figure, oh, I have to get my two or three points here. Otherwise, I'm not going to get the basketball. Well, you're going to get the basketball. There are 48 minutes in the game. And the way that Doc Rivers is staggering things with he and Harden being the two starters that stay on the floor with the second unit versus Maxi and Embiid being the other two, that's his opportunity to start to cook, if you will, and, and get his flow going. So I think he just, I believe he needs to just stop thinking and play. Just quick decision, play. You know your moves. You know the spots you'd like to get to. Go ahead, do that, and hopefully that should get him going. And, and I also believe this, too. Get him going early. See if you can run some plays for him early and see if he can get it going. And he scored a couple of baskets there in the first first quarter, but then as the game goes along, once again, he kind of gets lost in the offense. Yeah, I agree 100%. Because if you notice, when Tobias is at his best is when they get him going early. And it, it, it's one of those things where I'm not saying you get it out of the way, but it's one of those yeah. things, if he eats early, then he's happy. You know what I mean? He settles into his role. He does what he has to do. The one thing that stood out to me yesterday was that, you know, there were times where I know he was passing up shots and he was dribbling a little bit too much. But there were times where I felt like he didn't know what to do in certain situations. Like, you know, it, it's kind of like the new role that he's getting is kind of like messing with him a little bit in his head. And what I mean by that is, you know, it's only been three games. But there was a time when he would get the ball on the rebound and he would execute the offense. Maxie would roll up to the side, go to the three. Joel would be at the high post. But Tobias would be the one bringing the ball up. There was a couple times when he got rebounds. And instead of passing the ball to James, he was going. You know, and then there was one time when... You know, James was wide open for a three in the pick and roll, and he took it, and it was kind of sort of like he was used to playing with a guy who couldn't hit the shot James could hit, and then he just start like throwing the ball around the other. Yeah, yeah, but 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 you know, and that wasn't a shot at him. It was just like you know, James just an elite shooter. So to me, it was one of those things where he just has to get more comfortable with his role, like. Sure. He was so used to being the guy that, hey, they got to go through me, to now it's like, nah, bro, you give up the ball, you get to a spot, get ready for get the, get the ball because he's going to give it to you. You know what I mean? So to me, that, that there's a little bit of that going on because there were certain stretches where they were like, and he was like, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. You, you, you saw him saying I, that. I saw him saying that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a couple of times, but it just seemed like, there's a newness to playing with James, and I think he just has to get adjusted to it. No, nah, he, he does, and, and I, I understand to your point about playing with a, a guard. So I'll take it back to I remember one of the first games he played in 2018 when he was traded here, and the Sixers, it was a Sunday game, uh, and they were playing the Los Angeles Lakers, I believe it was. And I remember, because we were so accustomed to seeing the ball come off the rim, Whoever grabbed the rebound would then pass it to Ben Simmons to initiate the offense. They would go fill the lanes. Let's run a fast break. It evolved into a secondary break, whatever it was. He was the one that typically pushed the pace in transition. And I remember specifically Tobias Harris grabbing a rebound, turning and starting to go while Ben Simmons was waiting to receive the outlet pass. 
Tobias then waved him, go, you fill the lane. Mm-hmm. And that's the assertiveness that we're talking about here that he needs to also continue to do with James Harden there. Now, while James Harden is the elite passer, elite decision maker there here in town now, you can still help out because now they're thinking, are you going to pass it to James Harden or are you going to be able to, are they going to catch me off guard because I'm so worried about Harden that Tobias Harris, if he makes this quick decision of just catch and go, that there's an opportunity for him to either get an easy bucket going down the middle of the floor, maybe a pull up in transition, if you will, or if Embiid is running and he's the trail man where he can hit him from behind or Tyrese Maxey, Matisse Thibault, whoever it is, filling that other lane for them to get the opportunity. As long as the floor is spread and all of that, they should get a good look. But if he is someone who needs to uh, get going early so he doesn't get too discouraged about the game, he needs to be assertive. And that's one of the things that has haunted him since he's been in town here in Philadelphia with folks have felt like he wasn't that type of player enough. And listen, I think it's fair to say that, especially when your head coach is saying make quick decisions or else it's going to be a negative for you in that possession. I agree 100 percent. But I got to talk to you about something, you know, about bet online. Right. I want to give you readers a, a little, you know, a little tip on something, right? Help, help them out a little bit. I'm going to help them out a little something, something, with something. The Sixers and the Cavs tonight. Help them out. Help them out. So, look, let me tell you all this. Like, football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. So, you know you can go bet on the ninth game with the Sixers and the Cavs. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline. Where the game starts. Well, D, so, you know, we, we talked about that, right? We talked about Tobias, um, how do we get him started? Now, my question to you is, is it time to hit the panic mode? Or is it is it cool now that he's not started yet? I mean, that he's not he hasn't found his groove yet? Is that a concern for you? No, not at all. Not yet. It's a it's a source of conversation because it's clear that he has struggled a bit. So it, it's something that is really evident and you can't ignore it. However, I don't think it's time to press the panic button at all because he is, as, as we talk about, a professional scorer in a sense, not to the level I'm not getting carried away calling him James Harden or, Hard or Kevin Durant. These guys that we know can just flat out fill it up. He is a professional scorer in the sense that he knows how to get 14 to 18 points and sometimes 20 to 22. That's just who he is. But it is about the confidence. Because I look at this and I say Tyrese Maxey has been a beneficiary so far in these three games with James Harden in the lineup where he's going over 20 points and he's been phenomenal. There are going to be those nights, though, where the game plan, however it goes, works with the opposition where they may slow Tyrese Maxey down and he does not have it going that that particular day. And it's going to have to be Tobias Harris because I, I, I think I think that that's going to come at some point. 
And that's just the nature of basketball. Like when we look at games and I call it a game of runs where the opposing team uh, is down big, but hey, you just have to make sure you stave them off a bit because that run is going to come at some point. They are going to slow down Tyrese Maxey at some point. James Harden may have a a slow quarter at some point where Tobias Harris, they're going to call his number and he has to be able to deliver. And that's why I'm not panicking just yet. It's too early for that. It's just something that needs to be discussed because we see it, but I'm not worried about it as of yet. And also, Doc Rivers knows him very, very well. And if Doc Rivers knows him very well from their time together all these years, I think that they can figure this one out together and and put something in play for him to get going. Keith, you know better than, than most being around them every day that, and they've mentioned it publicly, they're only run a certain amount of plays right now. James Harden mentioned how he knew after the first two games that they were running about two to three plays that he knew. So other than that, they're freestyling. So what happens when you get when you freestyling? Somebody gets lost. And 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 the ball comes and you, you you're a volume touch type of player. The ball is not touching your hands enough and then you get a little cold and then you start forcing things. So once they, they figure it out, I, I think it'll be good for this basketball team. And in the end, they need to figure it out by the playoffs. So as long as they're still winning games, not dropping in the standings and picking up these victories, I don't think it's going to necessarily be a problem. So for me, it's not a worry. How about you? How how are you looking at this one and seeing it? If it's something for us to worry about yet, should we should we press that panic button? Nah, I don't think so. I mean, you look at it. Uh, you look at and the Miami Heat when they first came uh, got together. I mean, you you look at. Uh, Cleveland when 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 he when LeBron came back I'm talking about the Miami Heat when it was LeBron Bosch and and D Wade and then when LeBron came back to Cleveland huh they were nine and eight after the first 17 games I believe yeah exactly and then you think about when he came back to Cleveland and it was like Kyrie was doing what he was doing and LeBron was trying to teach him how to play a certain way or whatever yeah and then you know you look at it um, like it just seems like a lot of teams when they make these trades or free agent acquisitions where they bring in these big name players, it takes an adjustment phase, right? It takes a time to gel. I think the fact that James Harden is 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 such a good player and has adapted so well, and that Maxi has adapted well to playing with him, we kind of think like. Whoa, whoa, uh, what's wrong with Tobias? Not knowing that he has to adjust, and this adjustment, you know, this adjustment phase is, 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 is um, I mean, it's, it's something that happens. Like, it's something that's normal. Yeah. So, you know, and, and then especially for a guy like him, like we said before, you know, his role of most people's, like Maxie's role is doing what I did in college. You know, in high school, I was the best player. You know, I was able at the on my high school team. I was able to do whatever I wanted. And AAU, I played this role where they give me the ball and I work. So this is like natural to him. Joel, well, you know, he's still the man. <laughs> you know, what I mean, nothing's really going to change for him. Tobias is the one that it's just going to take a while. Now, the problem is, if I'm the Sixers, all those teams that we talked about, they didn't win a chip their first year. Right, they just didn't when they got them together, right. and they were together longer than what the for Sixers a full for a full season. 
So, but at the same time, you know, it, this is a different day. Let's see what they can do. I know they're optimistic and excited about it, but I like I'm with you. If if he could come back and he could like produce and do things well um, during the playoffs or right around the playoffs time, then I'll be excited for them. Yeah. The, the thing is, I don't think, and I think they know this, as much as as well as Maxi is playing, the Sixers don't really have, even though they have Harden and Embiid, they don't have a huge margin of error, right? Tobias has to play well for them to be successful in the playoffs. So I think this is something that they're going to work on, and I think it's something that they're going to get corrected, you know, by the time the postseason rolls around. Sure. And, and as, as, as I think about it, as you're saying that, uh, the first game against Minnesota – Kind of chalk it up again. He had good looks. He took nine shots. I believe he was mm-hmm. two for nine. Two for nine uh, against Minnesota on that Friday night. On that Friday night, Sunday, while he took ten shots, maybe three for ten from the he field. He was three for nine. Three for nine. Three for nine. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And he he um, he had some big shots down the stretch. But playing against a more physical guy, while you would think that he was he's he has more foot speed than Julius Randle. Julius Randle has good footwork. He knows how to move, and he's bigger. So maybe his body type uh, against Tobias Harris bothers him a little bit uh, against the New York Knicks. Here I am making excuses, but it's just, this is just something to throw out there as as we discuss this because that's on Sunday and now on Wednesday. Now that we're here on Friday against the Cleveland Cavaliers, they have length where Evan Mobley may be on him from time to time. Or is it Isaac Okoro where he has a height advantage? Uh, more athletic player Isaac Okoro, but he has the he has the height advantage over him. Will he be able to, to take advantage of the size there against Okoro or maybe some of the other players? Uh, I'm thinking of Lamar Stevens, local product here, who could possibly be out there for some minutes as well. We'll see, but it's his opportunity once again. Game each game where they get better, they continue to get better, they continue to install some some different things for him. Uh, I, I noticed too that. You know, the ATOs a lot of times, uh, after the timeout plays, Doc Rivers would dial a lot of that stuff up for Tobias Harris, and he's still doing it. So let's see, though, if he can convert those plays, get those buckets off of off of those those ATOs and see if he can get some good looks. I saw a couple of opportunities there, he, and he did make a few, but he has to just simply be assertive and decisive and make those quick decisions, as I repeat myself, make those quick decisions over and over again when the ball comes his way because it seems that those possessions are very valuable when the ball touches his hands. So he needs to do something with that basketball once it flows his way. Yeah, I'm just going to give it real quick, very uh, quickly um, on what Tobias did. The Sixers defeated the Cleveland Cavaliers um, on February the 12th, two days before Valentine's Day. Um, the score was 103-93. to That was a game where the expectation was, you know, they were, oh, are they going to lose? Like, you know, this was, you know, uh, right after the after the trade deadline, they didn't have James. James didn't play. To buy- this was their first match. This was their first matchup of the season. So yeah, it was waiting for this Cleveland game because they've been the hot team. Everybody's the surprise hot team in the East. Everybody's talking about them, and the Sixers haven't seen them yet. And this was the first game against them on a Saturday, back-to-back playing Oklahoma City the night before where they struggled against OKC, and we didn't know how they were going to perform against Cleveland. Exactly. Now, here's the deal. 
Tobias Harris had 11 points on 5 for 10 shooting. He was 1 for 2 on threes. He had 5 rebounds. He had 1 assist, and he had 1 block. Now, he did turn the ball over 3 times, and he had 4 fouls. He was a plus 6 that game. So, you know, it's going to be nice to see what he can do the next time they play and everything like that. But, um, you know, it, it, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. We'll see with that height of Evan Mobley and what he does defensively against Tobias Harris. But you know what, Keith? Uh, and let me tell you, because it's that time of the year where we get into the month of March and you feel like you've settled in on what you need to do for the year. And a lot of those New Year's resolutions, some have given up and some maybe not. I'm not one of them. But I got to tell you, as a, as a smaller guy, right, you know, some some guys are like, let me let me take some of this weight off. Let me let me get away from certain things to eat. Well, I'm the one that needs to eat a little bit more and part of it being some protein. So I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right. But thanks to Built Bar, I'm able to do it a little bit more. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating Built Bar. And uh, have you tried them, Keith? Have you tried them, folks? Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of the Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. Big fan. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat. And I can eat these treats at any time because, again, I need that protein. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate, which I am a big fan of. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors from yummy cinnamony churro. I'm in on that. Coconut marshmallow, I'll pass that to you, Keith. Banana cream pie, <laughs> so good. These are going to be your new favorite. Uh, all built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, puffs included as well. 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein, which I need. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. Getting my kids involved with it a little bit as well. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. And I know how people watch those calories now. Go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber low carb most built bars contain 130 calories four grams of sugar four net carbs and 17 grams of protein compare that to a candy bar which usually has around 240 calories 30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs i'm going to give you a few more flavors mint brownie coconut coconut almond and new for this month how about this it's one of my daughter's favorite white chocolate cookies and cream they are all delicious New flavors are coming out all the time. If they think of a flavor that might be good, they'll make it. It will be delicious, and it will be delicious for you. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time with the Built Bar. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15. 15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, 15 for 15% off at Built.com. Yeah, you know, Built Bar, yeah. I kind of love Built Bar. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little addicted to it. I don't even want to go into it right right about now. But well, as, as you should. Look at all those flavors I just ran off for you. you I know, be, right? Yeah. I know, right? Especially People with know. these late nights that we have and all of that. So yeah. You get a little craving for a snack, you go with the Built Bar. Exactly, exactly. But see, here's the thing. One guy is craving to move up that three-point uh, list, and, and that's talking about James Harden. 
you know, with with four three pointers, he's going to move into uh, third place. He has two thousand five hundred and fifty seven threes. Reggie Miller has two thousand five hundred and sixty threes. I mean, you look at him, ISO man back in the day. I know was a, a volume scorer, volume shooter. But when you look at his game and you see how well-rounded he is, that's yeah. a major accomplishment. Steph Curry, Steph Curry, always not son-in-law, no, no, Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah Steph right. Curry is number one. Right. Ray Allen is number two. And uh, my man is about to move into number three shortly. Yeah, he, he, he really is, man. It's just a testament of how, how good of a scorer is. So when the 75 list came out, Earlier this year, the uh, top 75 of all time, and James Harden was included. People look at that and, and kind of, you know, maybe kind of clench up their face and, you know, make these feel like, eh, is he really a top 75 player? Yeah, he is. Yeah. I don't think people really understand how, how good he is and the volume of what he was able to do in Houston and the type of offense that they ran, built by Daryl Morey and Mike D'Antoni, and what they were able to accomplish. And just think about that. When he would average 34, 30, 30 plus points a game, high 20s, winning the MVPs and, and those numbers that he would put up, hitting 50s, and the, the amount of three-pointers that he would take in a game. Again, with the analytics and how Daryl Morey likes to build his teams, getting to the rim, three-point shooting, and free throws. That's what they like to do. And he just he was the recipient of it. He really got it going. And that three-point total just continued to build, 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 and build, and he added on to it. Now only four away. Uh, the Philadelphia fans are very aware of it. Uh, speaking on, as you mentioned, Keith, to let people know what, where, what I do as far as uh, outside of covering the Sixers as well, is I do a, a daily radio show, and a lot of my callers, they wanted it to happen. They thought he was going to drop six <laughs> against the New York Knicks on Wednesday night and, and, and already have it. Uh, accomplished by the time we got to this game tonight here against the Cleveland Cavaliers. But now they're hoping that he can drop four tonight against the Cavs, break the record, and uh, celebrate him in style here in Philadelphia before they go to Miami tomorrow night. So uh, just a great overall scorer. One of the reasons, again, Keith, why when everyone was making noise about including Seth Curry in that trade, that deal with the Brooklyn Nets, along with Drummond, Simmons, and those two first-round picks. The reason why I wasn't making such a big deal about Curry moving on and Harden taking his spot is Harden makes threes, too. They just do it differently. Mm -hmm. And 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 right now, I think the Sixer fans have gotten a, a chance to see him do that. He already, he's already had a game in which he's dropped five three-pointers for the Sixers. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he was able to break that record tonight with the four. And, and don't you believe for one second that he doesn't know it, they don't know it, and they won't try to get him that four at the center tonight. Yeah, it's going to. I, I, I think it's going to happen tonight. I'll be shocked if it doesn't, just because. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it'll happen. Um, you know, like you said, people wanted it to happen the last game. I mean, he probably wanted it to happen the last game. Sure. He's not going to admit it, but you know how that goes. Um, uh, yeah, it, it's it's going to be. I mean, it would have been electric if he did it, but I think this is going to be a big game too for him. And plus, it's a, you know, let, let's say face it, it's like a little bit of a stiffer competition, so it might mean a little more. And and who knows? I mean, four threes in a game—that's always a great game, you know. For him, as an average, you know, this season he averaged three point three 
uh, threes per game. So, you know, that, that's pretty good. So, like you said, he had five threes the first game. He had three the second. He had two um, uh, uh, two nights ago, and he's averaging yeah. 3.3. So, I do believe it's going to happen. I believe it's going to happen. Yeah, the one the one thing that also keep playing with Joel Embiid, it's a little bit different where you said dribble, 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 and then he shoots. In this case, the ball moves so well that uh, I'm looking at it where he's going to have a lot of catch-and-shoot opportunities. And with those catch-and-shoot opportunities, that was one of the things that I wanted to keep an eye on with him as a player where he's so accustomed to dribbling to create that space. And while he's still doing it with the step-back, his patented step-back move, the, the ball's going to swing to him a lot of times where he's just going to flat-out be open. And instead of him taking a dribble, just you know, getting into his form and shooting the basketball. And he's still good at that. I saw we've already seen him do it a couple of times. Most of them have been in that impressive fashion of being able to create that space, step back, and even be fouled a few times against Minnesota where he had two four-point plays. I think that seeing it that way as well, where he just catches, shoots it, and hopefully it goes. And having a chance to watch him on Wednesday do his pregame routine, catching it from Sam Cassell while they're doing their pregame work, obviously you can still just simply catch and shoot. So let's see if he does that a lot tonight, just not wasting any uh, unnecessary movement, unnecessary motion, just catch shooting when the ball is open to him and get the ball to drop. Yeah, I agree. But look, man, I want to thank you all for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. D, you tell you, you know, it was great talking to you this week. And, if you know, this was our second segment. We're going to be back with you guys on Monday. And um, I'm telling you, I'm learning a little bit talking to my man. My man's dropping major, major knowledge. And it's a, a great conversation, bro. Always good catching up with you, Keith. Great to be connecting with the people and uh, some good basketball this weekend. So we'll have a lot to talk about starting next week. All right. And I want to thank you all for listening and have a great weekend. Peace. Yeah, that was a good one, man.